Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash. It's finally here. Week one is upon us. On this episode, we'll take a look at some sleepers for week one after revealing how our fancy draft went and who made it onto our rosters for the start of the season. I'll also put them on Twitter as well. So if you don't follow the show just yet, it's simply at Two Toms, One Ash. And you'll also see on there a link to join our DraftKings League. So if you don't know what DraftKings is already, um, it's a fantasy football roster within a salary cap and it's just the Sunday games and it can be a totally different roster every single week if you like with just £3 per entry. And the more people enter, the more people in the prize pot for a first and the second place prize, meaning that it's worth recommending to your NFL loving friends as well. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. Right, let's go. So here we are. What are we? 24 hours after our draft. Um, I don't know about you, but I was feeling sick all the week leading up to it. Uh, it got a bit obsess- obsessive, really. I think making notes and listening to podcasts, uh, talking about one player and then the next podcast would say that, nope, definitely not that player. So, um, so yeah, so, so we'll leave my team for now. But, well, first of all, before we go through your team, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling that the good. draft went? Yeah, yeah, good. So I know I sent you over what. Well, I didn't send it, but I said I'm going to send us a, a screenshot after the draft of where where I predicted that I would be picking picking players up, uh, considering where I thought realistically I could get people that that I wanted, and obviously people that I wanted on on that list. And I think that was what I got ten out of the fourteen the 14 picks that I wanted so overall I'm I'm pretty pleased uh, I picked up the majority over the, over the, the my main player that I wanted I guess uh, but the majority of players that that I wanted I, I picked up and some of the ones that I, I, I thought would land to me and I'd be happy with I think I've actually upgraded on on the the people that I picked over the ones that I predicted to pick so yeah I'm overall satisfied good yeah that's a nice feeling i know i know in past years even if you're slightly dissatisfied like it, it is a bit of a bit of taste in it but i guess if you do need to go one round maybe even two rounds higher to get your guy but but you're happy with that you're confident about him then then go for it so okay well run through your team then let's hear it let's hear kind of top to bottom your team and then 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 i'll rip it apart so let's go <laughs> cheers <laughs> so quarterbacks i took Lawrence first, I think I took him in the fifth round, and then I was able to take Watson uh, a little bit later on, probably earlier than I thought I was going to take a quarterback, um, a second quarterback, should I say, but um, I think when he was still on the board at, at that point, again, can't can't really recall, it might have been ninth, maybe tenth, something like that, um, for me, it was, a, it was a no-brainer. Running backs, I took Barkley with my first overall. Uh, Kenneth Walker was was my second running back with either could have been my third, potentially fourth pick. Um, other running backs that I took were uh, Robinson from Washington, and then Tyler Algier that, that I know we spoke about last week that uh, I really like as a as a prospect, even with Bijan Robinson in that offense. Um, Wide receivers, my first one with my second pick was St. Brown. He was someone that I was always taking at second pick. Um, 
I was hoping was going to land there, and, and he did. Uh, Amari Cooper is somebody that didn't expect to get to me. I think must have got him in the fourth. Didn't expect him to get to me there, so weren't really pleased with him. Um, also picked up Zay Flowers. Um, he was one that I really wanted, really happy with him. Hyatt as well. He was one that I was thinking late round, um, pick him up because I think he could be potentially the wide receiver one in um, in New York. And then I also picked up Van Jefferson. I think one of my last picks um, could be a, could be a good year for him, um, depending on how how Stafford does and, and what the the Rams are about this year. And then uh, tight end, I took Kincaid first, Schultz second. Uh, always taking Kincaid, I think. Um, again, we spoke about him a little bit last week, but I think he could be um, he could be, he could be really good. He could be a bit of a game changer for for um, the Bills and then Schultz. I didn't think I'd get him where I picked him up. Picked him up quite late, but again, really good player going into Houston. So that could be an interesting one. And then finally, uh, Dicker from um, from the Chargers, which is the kicker that the Browns should have drafted uh, last season. Um, and then the Browns defense, which I think under their new defensive coordinator, Jim Swartz, and the additions that we've made. Um, could be a really, really dominant but underrated offense at uh, defense this year. Nice, yeah. So, so a good all-round team. What was your draft grade that the NFL put out? I don't know what that was, or what, what's, what they predicted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's already gone on the wall. It's there for motivation. <laughs> two, two and twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought it was somewhere kind of mid-range, really. Which, as we know, I guess totally unpredictable but I guess from the outset that they might rank it maybe it's more statistically very money ball I think but um but yeah I guess from the outset I think and I think from my my view on your team I guess there's probably a few players I think there that you've maybe reached a little bit for maybe only around but but again if I think like we just said really that if you are wanting that player and where you were drafting what you were 11th and and I was sat with uh with Charles with and sat with Kyle and he was drafting 12th like you, you almost know, and similar with eleventh, I guess, don't you? That if you're not getting that player with that second one on the swing, they're probably not landing to you. What twenty picks later, you've almost got to take that risk because you're not, you've not really got time. That once a quarterback does start to fall, and then there's five, six quarterbacks that do fall following that, you, you're out of line, you're out of sync. Whereas if you are kind of middle of the rounds, like fifth, sixth, seventh, then you have maybe got a little bit more time to react. So. So I guess a little bit more circumstantial for some of those. But for the most part, yeah, I think some really good pickups there. I know that you did like Kincaid, uh, as do I in fairness, for not so much a sleeper, but, but kind of a, a later, lower-ranked tight end. But I think that will do well. Um, so talk me through talk, talk me through the, the play that you really wanted and what happened there. Nick Chubb, for obvious reasons. Um is is the main man in Cleveland is just um is is just brilliant and he's guaranteed fantasy points week in, week out. Um obviously I'm a Browns fan. I love him. I think uh, the way that they're gonna use him in the offense this year as well, they're they're trying to get him into the passing game a little bit more. Um he, he is the dominant back. I know they picked up that Pierre Strong from um from New England, we've got Jerome Ford, uh, who's coming back from an injury. He's just somebody that we've that we've picked up in um, 
last year's last year's draft. I want to say I didn't really do anything last year, um, but we haven't got um, Hunt this year as well. So I think that means even more carries for for Chubb. Um, he's not going to split some of them red zone carries either. So I think his his fantasy value has just gone up by Hunt leaving. Obviously increasing the passing game as well if if that does happen. And and yeah, he's he's just the he's just the main man for me and is is the one that I wanted and as you could see from the text to, to Midi <laughs> uh the prick. Um I wasn't happy that he was picked <laughs> picked before he, he came he fell to me at eleven. Yeah, I'd I'd have thought he would have done. I thought it would have gone got to you at eleven. But yeah, picked up eighth by Midi, a Steelers fan of all of all people, but um, but from a non-bias, from a non non-Browns fan, I think that addition of Barkley, what he's, he's pretty much on a one-year deal. He is their offense. I know, I know, we raved about Daniel Jones last season, and, and I think as an offense, I think they're all going to do better under Dable's second year. But Barkley's their offense, isn't he? So, um, so if I be very very happy with that pick. So, so who are the other picks then that you were hoping for but maybe didn't land on? That was it, really. That that was li- that was literally it. So I think um, the ones that I mentioned that I thought would land to me over some others that I potentially would have picked if they were available, um, I upgraded on. So I would talk. I'm probably talking about. I thought that maybe Singletary had had fall to me, and and, and Joku could have fell to me. I, I would have talked. Njoko, I think, over Schultz. Uh, it was it was taken before um, before I had the opportunity to to take him. In all honesty, but I'm really happy with Schultz. I think that is a like for like. Really, there's no real difference between the two players. And Joko might have a bit more upside if depending on Watson. Uh, but um, but no, pleased with that. Uh, and yes, single terror. So I think I took. The um, oh, the running back. So I was, I was gonna, t- I was gonna take Algier earlier, oh, yeah. and then I thought, so I thought Singletary would um, would fall to me a little bit later. But Robinson from Washington was still available, uh, and I thought he's he's, he's probably going to be their RB one this year. I know they might split some of the um, some of the carries in the backfield, Washington, but um, it's Gibson, isn't it, the other one? But when he came back from injury last year, he took the majority of snaps. So he was he was kind of the lead back. So I thought, well, I've got Barkley, Kenneth Walker and Robinson as my three running backs that are all three RB1s. So I was happy with that over and, and worth risking Algier falling to somebody else. But then again, later on, I was able to pick Algier up. And I think he's definitely more fantasy value and a better player than, than single Terry will be at Houston. Yeah, yeah, we were talking, I guess, about talk about your Bijan Robinson and and how well he'll do, and you think he will do, he he should do, but whether he does in the first few weeks of the season or whether they ease him in a little bit, Algy is there. He's there to mop everything up, um, and I guess some of the other picks. So so yeah, I guess your Brian Robinson, your Zay Flowers, your Hyatt. They, I feel like they, I agree with you. They got a big upside, so they could be just kind of a steady player, just kind of a bit part. But if they're not, and they are those number one receivers and do make an impact, then then there'll be a big impact. Um, hopefully for you, not for the rest of us, but for the playoffs, um, assuming that you get in there. Um, 
Okay, so just on to our draft as a whole then. So um, there's a few players that uh, that I was surprised went as early as they did. So uh, let me run through some of these. So C.D. Lamb went 10th overall to, to Tom Aworth, which I thought was a little bit early. I know he's always predicted, what, kind of middle of the second, early second potentially, but um, pretty high. Still Dak Prescott throwing to him. Um, Matteson went to Albert at the start of the third. Uh, DK Metcalf, Joe picked him up in the third. And then Christian Watson, Joe picked up as well in the fifth. So a few there, and, and all of them I liked, and I had on my draft board, albeit a little bit further down. But but again, maybe something that they've seen in those. Any surprises on those for you, Scully? With CD Lamb, I, I can see it kind of from both sides. I can see why somebody would take him that early because, again, I mean, where Tom was drafting, he could have probably picked him up in in the second round, earlier on in the second round. Um, but who would he have taken over him as well? So, I, so I'm not sure. So I think where he was drafting, he, he could quite easily have took him in his first round or in his second round because he was never getting back to him then in in the third round. So, again, it's one of them that if he wants him and he's a good player and he is the, the clear wide receiver one, and um, they are an explosive offense, so um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad pick, really. Um, Mattison was an interesting one. I did see that, and I, I was like, how has he gone so early? But then obviously Dalvin Cook's left, so that leaves him as the as a clear um, RB one in in Minnesota. So yeah, again another interesting pick. Um, Albert being the. Uh, uh, College expert uh, should should be the the fantasy pro has been doing it for years. Um, he's got to prove himself this year, so maybe this is the maybe this is the pick that, that he knows something that no one else no one else does. <laughs> that was definitely my thought. I think I think on the whole, uh, with everybody in our league, we've all got different strengths or different interests, maybe. But everyone that Albert picked that I, that wasn't obvious, I did think oh he knows something or he must have been good in college or there's maybe a new coach coming from college that, that'll work well with him. So, uh, so yeah, I, I definitely thought of that for Madison and I think one or two others of Albert's as well. Um, and then just to finish off this bit then, some really good late pickups I thought as well, which um, I think I, I think I'd probably just on the trigger for all of them actually, but, um, but specifically uh, Dion Jackson. So went in round 15 to Joe. Now, unless anything happens, and nothing will happen with Jonathan Taylor in terms of playing these first four weeks, but whether anything happens with the Colts picking up Kareem Hunt, um, Leonard Fournette's still out there. Uh, I know that I think they signed Kenyon Drake, then dropped him. But it looks like Deion Jackson will be their starting running back. So to pick up a starting running back in the 15th um, could be an absolute steal. Um, Brock Purdy. Meant to midi in the 12th. Uh, I think at that point, in, so the 12th round for me, I was hovering around, do I go kicker? Do I go defense? Do I go backup quarterback? Do I need a backup quarterback? And then there were still probably the odd running back wide receiver that you thought maybe just get them and stash them. So so, so maybe if that had gone to the 13th round for me, uh, I'd have picked up Brock Purdy because, again, it looks like he's fit. Uh, and on that offense, even if he's just short passes to McCaffrey or to Debo, even to Kittle, someone like that, um, is inevitably going to do pretty well. Um, and then the 
Other ones, around 11, Wellham picked up Jameson Williams. Um, so looks like a quality player uh, for the few games that he played last season coming back from injury. He's now suspended. So he's not injured, but he's suspended for the first six games. So if you can get by with a good enough team and again, get into the playoffs, set your stall out well, and then he comes back week seven, uh, could be electric on that Lions offense. So I thought three really good pickups there pretty late on in the draft. What did you make of those three, Scully, or, or even anyone else that surprised you late on? Williams, um, we, I think we spoke about him a few weeks ago, didn't we? But he's, his fantasy value was dropped because of that suspension. I think uh, the way he finished off last season, he could have been taken quite early on. Um, not not far after St. Brown, in, in all honesty, probably top two, three rounds. He's is that good? He's got the potential to be that good. It's just it's just a shame, obviously, with the suspension. Not a shame for me, uh, because I picked up uh, St. Brown, so that, for me, increases his fantasy value. So I'm, I'm pleased about it. But um, I think it's a good pick-up to pick him, what did you say, the 11th? Yeah, 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 11th round. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's, he's a good, um, good pick-up at, at that point, because that's... What, when he comes back from suspension, that's just about when all the bye weeks are, are starting as well. So, um, yeah, it's a good, good time to, to have a receiver come in back fit, um, not, having, not having any knocks from the first few weeks of the season. So I think that's a, uh, a really good pick, definitely. And um, who are the other two that you mentioned? Uh, Dion Jackson for the Colts, running back, and Brock Purdy. Yeah, Purdy, I don't think I'd have, I'd have picked up anyways as one of my quarterbacks um, at all. I've, yes, he's a, he's a good player. He's a, he's a game manager. He's not going to do anything explosive. He's not gonna, you're not going to win because of him. You're going to win with him, uh, I think. He's just something that he's going to slot and make that offense work. And we saw that that last year. Um, it's still it's only going to be what he's... His second year when he does come back, I think there is a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of hype around him as well, so it'd be interesting to see how he how he deals with that. But yeah, I don't, I wouldn't be picking him up in in fantasy. Um, and yeah, I agree with you on on the running back at the Colts. He could be uh, an inspired pick up at, later on if uh, that situation don't get sorted out in there. But um, not even someone I was looking at, to be honest with you. <laughs> No, 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 me neither until the name really popped up. It was opposite, really, kind of wanting to or looking to avoid Jonathan Taylor. And, and there's a few that come under that same category, actually. You've got Jonathan Taylor that's out for four weeks but could be a league winner when he does come back, whoever he comes back for. Um, Cooper Cup slipped well down the draft board um, due to an ongoing injury. Um, Alvin Kamara, as well, was another player that, again, due to the suspension out for three weeks, slid down the draft board. So... So keep listening and find out which one of those three ended up on my roster. Derek Henry as well. Didn't he go third round or something like that in our draft? I think it was is definitely he... the back end of the second at least, yeah. And, and I was, was going to say, has he ever slipped that far before? He's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he's guaranteed points. Yes, he's not Eckler, he's not McCaffrey, he's not, he's not big time like that, but with everything that's coming out of the Titans, he's going to be catching more balls this season. And yes, he's aging and yes, he's been a workhorse for the Titans for several years, but it's Derrick Henry. He's whatever he is. He's six foot two, 250 pounds. Like he's, they're going to feed him the ball every single game. 
So, so yeah, I, w- I was hoping that it'd, it'd be as far as as far as I will be in the second, but um, yeah, unfortunately not that one. Right, so back at it. So we've just heard about Scully and his team and how he feels about it. Uh, Charlie, so same as Scully, really. So before you reveal your whole roster, how are you feeling about it? How are you feeling that the draft went? Yeah, good. Um, I know last year I came away a little bit disappointed because I'd ended up with a a pick that I didn't mean to make. There was none of that uh, this time. I made sure I had the missus's iPads. I'd got a, the the uh, the squares were a little bit bigger with my uh, sausage fingers. I didn't want to be pressing wrong player. Uh, so yeah, uh, happy that I got. I, I'd not gone into it with like a mad nailed on. I need to get these players. I'd, I'd got an idea of who I wanted to pick up first four rounds or as in what position uh, and I got those covered so yeah I was uh, I was happy couple that I w- I'd missed out on I know me and you were together uh, drafting and a couple of times I'd said oh I fancy this player and they got picked up just before me uh, so it's frustrating but yeah that's that's the way it is yeah, I think so, and, and I guess I've, we went through that with Scully. But I guess where we were picking, at least we didn't have to reach too much. We weren't we weren't too far away from our next pick, so we weren't kind of behind the trend on quarterbacks or if tight ends started going that sort of thing. Um, but we were in between each other, weren't we? So what I was fifth, you were seven. So we had Rich right in the middle, which I think there are a few occasions that yeah, I think he picked probably both of us at times to to one player at least that we did fancy. Um, so, well, off you go. Go on, you, you reveal your team top to bottom. Who's on your roster? Uh, so, starting quarterback, I've got uh, Justin Fields. I drafted a lot of him in uh, my mock draft. So, I was, I was happy to take him. I think I think he's going to be big this year. Uh, I went for Bijan uh, first round. So, Bijan Robinson, very happy with that. I think he's potentially going to be uh, rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year. I think he's got that. In his uh, in his locker this year, and I, I'm expecting big things from the Falcons. I think they could they could win that division. I have stuck a sneaky little bet on as well. Um, Falcons to win their division, Steelers to win AFC North. Uh, big money on that. So we'll see how that plays out. But so speaking of Steelers, so I picked up Najee Harris as my uh, RB two uh, wide receivers. I went Devontae Adams in the second round, uh, and then I picked up DJ Moore and Mike Evans, who at the minute I've got starting, but that could uh, could change. And then tight end, uh, Darren Waller, was the guy I was targeting this, this year. Uh, I was hoping he would fall to me in the fourth. Um, there seemed to be a bit of a flurry of tight ends around the fourth, start of the fifth, that I think both me and you started. Uh, I took Waller, uh, and then you. I think you followed suit not long after with uh, with a tight end. Um, defense and kicker. Yeah, we've uh, we know what they are. We leave them to last anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, D- DJ Moore. Uh, I'm happy to get him, but I know I- I'd said to you at the time. I didn't. I know sometimes it's a, a strategy for people to double up quarterback, wide receiver one. Uh, I mean, I got him at a massively discounted rate. Uh, he was still available. People didn't seem to want him, and I and I'm expecting big things from DJ Moore and uh, and Justin Fields this year. So ha- I'm happy with it. 
because of the discounted price I got him at. If if I'd have had to get him at his his ADP, then I probably wouldn't have taken him. Um, and then bench wise, I went for rookie upside, so I managed to get uh, JSN Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks. Happy with that. Uh, Charbonnet uh, running back for the Seahawks. Who's who's got potential? I've I've heard some good things out of there. Potential to take over that role from Kenny Walker. Bit more of a natural pass catcher. Um, and then I went for uh, Laporta as a backup tight end from Detroit. Got him at a massively discounted rate. I don't don't know if he was on anybody else's radar, but happy to get him. He sounds like he's he's going to come out as a tight end one. But I'm happy to sit him on the bench behind Waller for now and potentially pick up some trades for him later in the season if he does hit the ground running. Um, and then Mims for the Broncos was one of my other rookies that I'd picked up uh, as a possible upside from there. Obviously, quite a few wide receiver injuries in Denver. So he could take a starting role week one. And uh, if he if he manages to cement that place, then come back end of the season, he, he could be a, an asset for me. So, yeah, I'm, overall, I'm happy. Um, but, yeah, you can always improve, can't you? Yeah, you can. But, yeah, good, good solid uh, first few rounds, especially. And I think there's a lot of upside in there, isn't there? That we saw what Justin Fields started to do last season. So if he's anything like that potential shown, then then he will be. Uh, it sounds like I guess you're, you're hoping that Najee is back to what he was in his rookie season, and for all intents and purposes, should be. I guess that often offense looks like it's getting a bit better under Kenny Pickett. Again, another season under the belt, uh, and then obviously Bijan and a few of the other rookies that you've got there, which um, which which even if just a couple of those, half of those that hit, then uh, then I'm sure you'll be doing all right. Is there anyone that's not on that list? I know you mentioned Waller was one that you targeted specifically. Is there anyone that's not on your roster that you were really hoping for that either was the, I'm going to get this one no matter what, or or even a couple of those types of players that you didn't end up getting? Not particularly. I, I, like I said, I'd, apart from Waller being the tight end I wanted, I was quite happy with uh, a, a variety of quarterbacks. I would I would have been happy with Herbert who went, quite late on to be honest I was surprised uh, I think he went a couple of rounds later than I expected um, ideally I would have taken uh, Jackson as my quarterback uh, it pains me as a, a Steelers fan to say but I think he's got potential to be the MVP this year so yeah I uh, I hope he bombs seeing as I didn't get him uh, and somebody picked me to the post there um, the only one who does worry me, though, not somebody that I missed out on, is is Jalen Warren uh, for the Steelers, mm. potentially taking work away from Najee. Uh, I couldn't pick him up because he was he was taken at a bit of a reach, I think, by somebody else. I wasn't willing to take him that high, and I I don't know if I would have wanted them both on my roster. I think that's a bit more of an insurance than. Um, I know we've spoke about it before. If you, if you take sort of a backup, it, you, you're more edging your bets as opposed to going for going going for broke. So uh, yeah, I think he's one that could potentially, if he if he takes a bigger role and takes work away from Naji, then he he could 
caused me some issues. Uh, yeah, see, lots of talk. Yeah, lots of talk about him specifically. Now, not not from a Steelers camp or Steelers point of view, but yeah, some of those kind of good late round pickups. But but yeah, as you say, kind of when someone does take him, uh, might have been been as high as the tenth round, maybe. That mm. that yeah, if you're not you're not ready for for that sort of player just yet, then then inevitably not going to be there. Um. Okay, well, yeah, good stuff. Uh, and again, solid to start with. We'll see how they get on week one. And then uh, already, I think the trades and the waiver wire is kicking in. So we'll see what, what it even ends up on your roster, I suppose, for the start of, start of the season. Um, okay, so let me let me run through mine. So, so I did get Lamar Jackson. So I picked him uh, with, I think, my third pick. Um, and yeah, so I had, uh, again, we spoke about it on previous episodes. There's probably about eight quarterbacks that I think we'd have all been fairly happy with. Um, you've got, you've got your big few, Lamar Jackson had a bit of a drop off last season, but for all intents and purposes, he's put that size on last season, but he's now under a contract. He's with the Ravens. He's got a few weapons, so he can throw it a bit more and he's, he's still got the legs that he always has had. So hopefully a good fantasy player. Um, Straight into the running back, and it is J.K. Dobbins. So, unintentionally, really, not that I forgot that I had Lamar Jackson, but I just thought Dobbins was there uh, a good round in, in the middle rounds. And, uh, and, and yeah, it kind of should be the Ravens starting running back. So, again, thinking about it retrospectively, the Ravens, if they have a good game, they both might score decent. If they don't and they, they, they get shut out or they don't score a touchdown, then I've got two players there that haven't scored well. So... Yeah, I might have to. I might have to have a little bit of a think about even if I think J.K. Dobbins is going to do well, whether I do actually start him or or go with someone else. We'll see. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, so I picked him up in the second round. Uh, is someone that I did have on on kind of my radar in the middle rounds, but he was there and he was one of the best uh, available really in the second round when it came to me, uh, and I think looks like a big upside. Bit of a risk as to whether I start him Thursday night against the Chiefs, game one. But it is, again, I think there's there's talk that he might even do better than Bijan. I'm not so sure he'll do that well, but um, but happy I've got him. I think um, he's a great pick for you. Great pick. He, he's somebody I'd, I had my eye on. Uh, if I'd have taken a wide receiver first round, then I would have taken Gibbs had he been available. And obviously on the turn... Uh, I I would have been able to get him, but yeah, if I'd have taken a wide receiver first, he was somebody I was I would have gone for in the second. Well, that's yeah. Well, I guess it's reassuring, and I think popular for everyone. I guess it's just where we'd take him. So yeah, that that is that's, it's just where I guess Montgomery takes some of those touchdowns away from him on the goal line. The thing yeah. that Jamal Williams Debbie did last season for the Lions, but but we'll see. Um, my first pick over was Tyreek Hill. Um, I really like the look of him. I think he did amazing last year when Tua was fit. Um, point monster, I, I think. Uh, I guess I'll touch on my thoughts on the first round in a, in, a, in a moment. But yeah, Tyreek Hill, really happy with him out of all the receivers on the board uh, at all, really. Uh, Christian Kirk, uh, my other receiver. Um, Aaron Jones picked up as well at running back, which I think is uh, the main running back there in Green Bay, although... AJ Dillon does do his fair share of work. But behind Jordan Love, I think he should get a lot of carries this season. And as you talked about with your quarterback, yeah, we were we were kind of sat there really, weren't we, as we were going through it. And and yeah, you had the first pick when we knew we were going to pick tight ends. 
And I think we both said to each other, without naming names, we said like, whichever you pick, that's fine. I'm picking the other one. So, and I would be happy with either. So I did get Hawkinson. Um, so would I have preferred Waller? Mm, yeah, you would. Uh, yeah, you would. I think I prefer him. There's less less options in New York for him, but at the same time, I prefer Kirk Cousins. I prefer that offense. I think he's going to throw more touchdowns. So, yeah, meh. Both I, 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 yeah, I'd have been happy with either of them. And uh, yeah, neither of us would wanted to. Uh, not that you had the option, I guess, but neither of us wanted to reach too high and get Kelsey or or Mark Andrews. So, so yeah, happy with those. Um, yeah, kicker. You know, um, Jets defense. Yeah, Jets defense should be good, but um, they could they, they could change week by week. Uh, and then on my bench, uh, a few few rookies as well, really, which again unintentionally, but maybe that's just the way that fantasy is going. Really, just these rookies that are coming out of college and, and looking promising, um, or some of the old guard not sticking around quite as long. But uh, A Chain for the Dolphins, Bigsby for the Jags, and Kendra Miller for the Saints. All backup running backs and shouldn't be anywhere near Robinson or. Jimmy Gibbs, but uh, I think if someone goes down, then they are ready to step up. Uh, and then receivers uh, on the bench, uh, Collins for the Texans. So he's their uh, receiver number one, but it is CJ Stroud who's throwing it. So we'll, we'll see how that pans out. Brandon Cooks for the Cowboys. Uh, hopefully a good a good steady backup. Um, not someone I don't think who's going to score 20, 30 points, but um, hopefully should be in the teens most weeks. And Quinton Johnson for the Chargers as well. So for him, uh, that is someone I think who's who's going to blossom later on in the season. But but from the reports coming out of the Chargers camp, should do very well as well. And then just a last player, really, which is has kind of made it all the way down to the reserves. But I picked up Alvin Kamara, I think, like in the sixth round. Uh, and I suspended three games, which hopefully when he comes off that suspension, he could be and should be, especially with the amount of money he's getting paid, should be there running back number one. and. I don't think he's the player he was a few years ago, but he should still be, I'd like to think, a good pickup in the sixth round. So, so yeah, so we'll see how that goes entirely. But, yeah, same as you, really. I'm happy with that. See how it plays out. It's the usual conundrums of who to start, let alone uh, who we've picked nowadays or who's who's on the actual roster. The only player for me that I really, really wanted and went just before my second-round pick, Garrett Wilson. Um, He's the one that I wrote down that I was hoping he'd get to me there. And there's no way I was picking him with the fifth pick, but I was hoping he'd get to me in the second round. But um, unfortunately not, just a couple of picks, I think, before me. So, so yeah, not meant to be, but he's he should have a massive season, I think. Yeah, I, I, um, I would have taken him. Had he been available second round, I would have taken Wilson. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I had to fall back onto Adams. I think they're both very good. Uh, very different offenses. Very different. Uh, I, I I think obviously Adams is coming sort of to the end of his career. Uh, Wilson's just starting out, so yeah, I think that he he would have been a fantastic pick. But yeah, just got pipped to the post. Yeah, yeah, how it goes. Um... And because of our league, how it's set up, so we've got three divisions, so uh, we are division rivals, and uh, and yeah, week two, that's our matchup. So so yeah, we'll see we'll see what changes on all those rosters, uh, and then just to close out really on our draft, uh, I thought just some interesting pointers really. So if we haven't said it already, Christian McCaffrey went number one overall to Wellham, 
Our Mr. Irrelevant was Tajay Spears, which, again, depending on what happens with Derek Henry, if anything, but if he does get injured or, or, or kind of shares the carries, could be a good pickup for the last one. And then, would you believe it, who'd have thought just a few years ago, but Dak and Zeke went back-to-back in the 12th round. Okay, so let's get back into the flow of, or back into the rhythm of predicting or, or looking ahead to the next week. Um, it's been a while. Um, so let's start off with let's start off with a running back, and let's start off with Joe Mixon. So week one, they're up against the Browns. Charlie, how many points do you think Joe Mixon is going to score this week? It's, it's going to be interesting with Mixon. Uh, I know you had him last year. And he was he was a bit inconsistent for you, wasn't he? He'd have well, he had that one wonder week where I think he got you fifty odd points in one week, uh, and then yeah, he, he was then a couple of single digits. So I'm going to go conservative and, and go for fifteen points. Fifteen points, okay? Yes, one, it's straight, I think he'll get a rushing touchdown within that. Well, it's against the Browns, I guess a new new ish defence, but he's yeah. still he's still their only running back in here. And um I'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet whether Burrow's playing or not, but either way, I'd have thought they'd lean on running game a little bit more than normal. So Okay, stick down fifteen points. Uh let's stick with the running backs and Damian Pierce. So running back for the Texans now in his second year against the Ravens. I was big on Pierce. I think he'll I think he'll do really well this year. Um, I think he's got potential to be right up there as sort of a top six running back. I think he's got that sort of potential. Um, who've who've they got this week? Did you say Ravens? Ravens. Uh, difficult one though because I think they will be behind Ravens. Obviously, they've got a lot of new talent on on offense. Got a new offensive coordinator as well. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so potential change of system. It's, it's going to be difficult for the Texans, and I think that they're going to be playing catch-up as opposed to uh, running the game down. So I'm going to go for... What's what's he predicted, Pierce, this week? Not much. 11, 11.42. I'd say that's probably about right. I'd probably give him a 12 points this week. Okay, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think I'd, ag- I'd agree based on all those circumstances. Really, you'd like to think that they would lean on him um, with that rookie quarterback, but um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, the Ravens look hot. Um, okay, uh, next one. Let's go to receivers. Uh, Jahan Dotson. So another one, another player in his second year uh, for the Commanders. Uh, new quarterback for him, but they're against the Cardinals week one. How many points for Jahan? Uh, I think it's going to be interesting with the commanders this year. Um, I know another league we were just discussing, I picked up Scary Terry in that. Um, I think the Washington wide receivers could be potentially, um, they could have been underdrafted or or certainly left to the later rounds. Um, I think they'll probably do quite well. Not Obviously, Arizona are predicted to be to get the number one pick next year uh, and teams just run through him. So 
I think for Dotson, we'll go for uh, 14 points. 14, reasonable score. Whoever's got Dotson, I think I'd be happy with that. Uh, and let's finish off with with someone who's definitely not in their in their early years in in the NFL. But Mike Evans, sort of Buccaneers receiver against your favourite, the Vikings defense. Well, seeing as I've drafted him, uh, I'm going to be massively positive uh, and say he's going to smash it and get fifty points. No, I'm joking. Um, I think it'll be interesting. We we discussed previously about Baker Mayfield and the fact he he has the ability to throw deep, uh, and he all but he also likes to dump off to his running backs. So it, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, Mike Evans is the number one guy. There's some issues there talking about contracts and whether he's going to extend. He's in the final season of his his uh, five year extension that he signed previously. So whether that gets in his head. Um, but the fact that they're playing Minnesota and Minnesota have done nothing to improve that woeful defence from last year, uh, I'm going to go for 22 points for Mike Evans. Wow. Yeah, not quite the 50 that you first said, but um, but not a million miles away. Uh, and, uh, and it takes all my willpower when you shit on a team or a player like that not to go pick him up off the waivers and uh, and stick him in there just to just to chat through that next week um <laughs> awesome okay well i've uh, made notes of those and then we'll see how they get on on sunday and that's that so what do you think who's got the best roster out of the three of us like i mentioned at the start follow us on twitter to see a full rundown of our drafted squads And please do make sure that you follow, rate, comment, share the podcast and all that other good stuff. Um, It does mean a hell of a lot to all three of us. But specifically, it gets me very excited when I see the analytics doing all sorts of cartwheels during the week uh, for, for people that have followed and stuff as well. Okay, so all that's left to say now is 